Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. I'm super excited to be here tonight. Are you guys? Yeah. Are we going to respond great tonight? Yeah. Perfect. Then it's going to be great. Well, I'm super excited to be here and to talk to you. And I'm going to start off with some questions, some experiences, some scenarios. And if you've ever experienced it, I just want you to raise your hand so I know that I'm not alone in these. So just say you're pouring yourself a nice glass of milk or dairy-free milk for my lactose intolerant people. And you left that cup somewhere for a very long time and you forgot about it. Or... You know, maybe you didn't clean out your lunchbox on Friday, so when you open it up on a Sunday night to pack your lunch, you're met with a funky smell, and you have to clean it because your mom told you that she's not. So you're gagging over the kitchen sink trying to clean out your lunchbox. Or, you know, this is my favorite one, if you live with a teenage brother or just a teenage boy in general, a lot of the times I find myself finding nasty dishes left around the house, you know, uh, and they look like they've been there for more decades than they've been alive. So these are just, you know, just a few examples. And I think that you guys get the point in all those. But we see a common theme, right? We see something that was once good, you know, something once that you enjoyed, something once that you put together, turned into something that became contaminated, right? You know, got stinky and spoiled and moldy and rotten and just disgusting. And I know that all this is disgusting to start out on and a little bit foul. But I brought this up because tonight I want to talk on the subject of forgiveness and learning to let things go. And so I um, use these examples because in our lives, when we choose to live in unforgiveness and choose to not give God our problems, we slowly, day by day, whether we recognize it or not, start getting contaminated. You know, unforgiveness starts spoiling our hearts and our minds and our thoughts, and it starts contaminating our lives. And so it's vitally important that we start to learn to forgive in our lives now because um, just like in those uh, examples, contamination has the ability to ruin something until you step in. And so the title of my message tonight is Focus on Forgiveness. Everybody say Focus on Forgiveness. All right, so first before we go any further, let's just define forgiveness. What even is it? I'm just going to define it tonight as the decision to give God what you need to let go. Forgiveness is the decision to give God what you need to let go. And so I want you guys to understand tonight that the person that, that you are forgiving is going to be different for everybody, right? Yeah. Maybe someone here just needs to forgive themselves. Yeah. Maybe you need to forgive a friend wow. or friends. Yeah. Maybe you need to forgive uh, a parent or both parents. Yeah. Maybe it's just another family member. Right. Or maybe it's just someone that you really trusted in your life. Yeah. You know, the point is, is that the person you are forgiving will vary throughout your life but the person you're letting it go to will always remain the same. And so true forgiveness in our lives can only take place when God is involved. And so involving him takes you inviting him into that situation. And so if you were here for the Pastor Nancy meetings, which were amazing, and if you weren't here, go listen to the podcast. They're up now. But we heard all weekend from Pastor Nancy that knowledge isn't permission. 
So we have to actually use our words to give God access to our situation. And so it's important to learn to forgive now because, trust me, I promise you, for the rest of your life, forgiveness is a tool that you will need. And so tonight I want to give you four steps to forgiveness that God's just been dealing with me. So he's been dealing with, with me about this, so I hope that you guys can get some, something from it too. Are you all ready? Yeah, Number one, acknowledge it. Yeah. So give me a second and you'll see where I'm going. Sammy's not here tonight, so right now, so hopefully, you know, if he listens, I, he doesn't feel bad. But just say you're playing a sport, right? And we're going to say football, for example. I promise I didn't mean to call him out on this, but you're in the middle of a game and all of a sudden you get tackled really hard, you go down, and as you're going down, you hear a pop in your leg, and you get excruciating pain, and you can't move it, you know, so you're injured. But imagine if you didn't acknowledge that injury, and you just try to get right back up with your discombobulated leg that looks like, looks like that Stranger Things thing, <laughs> um, but you try to start playing, and you don't go to the hospital right away. You know, medically speaking, you're bound to pass out pretty soon after your shock wears off. Right. And so if you did not acknowledge your injury, right. you could not get the help that you needed. Right. And so in the same way, when we're talking about forgiveness, yep. you can't heal what you don't acknowledge. Yes. And so when someone hurts you, yeah. says something to you, or does something that affects you, right. ignoring the pain or hurt does not fix the issue. Right. You know, it doesn't solve anything. Yeah. And, and that's because ignoring is a temporary mechanism. It's just a temporary cover-up. And so, you know, for an example, I can ignore a bee that's constantly flying around me, but that doesn't mean it's not going to sting me. So ignoring it doesn't get rid of the problem. And so we have to quickly, quickly, quickly understand, though, that there's a difference between acknowledging something and dwelling on something two different things okay so acknowledging something is admitting that we have work to do right but dwelling on something is the decision to sit and sulk giving your emotions and feelings control so there's a huge difference between acknowledging something and dwelling on something and I know that sometimes sitting and sulking on the couch with your tub of ice cream could seem like the easier option but I promise you it's not it's it there's never good results out of that and so um, from acknowledging it, I'm kind of going to go into a little sub-point on that. And um, so if you've grown up in church, you've heard that we don't, um, we're not led by our feelings, we're led by faith, right? And so once we acknowledge that we have some inner, inner work to do, this is my sub-point, get out of your feelings and in with your father. And so what this means is that in order to set aside my feelings so that I can forgive, I have to put time in with my father. You know, I have to go to God and talk to him and tell him about what's going on in my life. You know, I have to get into my Bible and see what what does it even say about forgiveness. I have to spend time in prayer and worship. And I want to take a look at Psalms 55.22 in the Amplified. And it says, cast your burden on the Lord, release it, and he will sustain and uphold you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken, slip, fall, or fail. So you can't cast what you're not will- what you're not willing to acknowledge. So it says cast your burden, but if you don't even acknowledge that you have something, you can't cast it, right? And so in the Passion, the same scripture, it says, So here's what I've learned through it all. Leave all your cares and anxieties at the feet of the Lord, 
and measureless grace will strengthen you. So once you acknowledge it, you can cast it. And so once you acknowledge that you were hurt, you can acknowledge that you have some healing to do and that forgiveness needs to take place in your life. And so as I move into my second point, I just want to ask a few questions that are valid. You know, why do we have to forgive? You know, why is it important to God that we forgive? What's the big deal? Does it affect me if I don't forgive? And so that leads me into my second point tonight, which is remember that I'm forgiven. And so here's what I mean. You know, when when you understand how much God has forgiven us, when you understand how much God has has forgiven you, then you understand how important it is to forgive others. You know, in other words, just a simpler uh, phrase, we've heard it before, but the forgive and forgive. And I want to take a look at a scripture in Ephesians 4, 31 through 32 in the Passion. And it says, lay aside bitter words, temper tantrums. I know you guys don't have those. Um, But revenge, profanity, and insults. But instead be kind and affectionate towards one another. I love this part. Has God graciously forgiven you? Then then graciously forgive one another in the depth of Christ's love. You know, we forgive because God calls us to forgive. We forgive because no matter how many times we mess up and we fail and we sin, God graciously forgives us every single time. And so when I was kind of studying this, I, this was the best example I could find, and I loved this. But God's forgiveness walk is the best example to follow. And here's why. We're going to look at Luke 23:34 in the Passion. And it says, while they were nailing Jesus to the cross, he prayed over and over, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. Y'all, they were nailing Jesus to a cross. They were spitting at him, yelling at him, saying mean things. And he's saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. Now, I cannot say that's probably what I would be saying on the cross. I would hope that would be what I was saying. But Jesus' example, he's saying, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. And so with that, I'm going to tie right into my third point. They kind of piggyback off of each other, but it's to decide to forgive. And so we've acknowledged that there was hurt and healing to take place, right? We understand that we're forgiven, but now we have to decide to forgive. And so Jesus, from his example, we see that Jesus decided right then and there, nailed to a cross, that unforgiveness wasn't an option. And here's why. Because forgiveness is about you. It is not about the other person. You know, you know, forgiveness does not require that other person for it to take place. And unforgiveness only hurts you. It doesn't hurt the other person. It doesn't affect the other person. It only affects you. And so it requires you to decide, I'm forgiving this person for what they did, and I'm giving what I can't control to God. And so I want you guys to really listen to me on this one. I'm not dismissing what people do. And I'm not dismissing what people say because I know that we live in a world where there are people who do wrong and that terrible things have happened. And so if you need to take the extra steps to talk to someone that you trust to get some help and love, I encourage you to do that. And so I'm not dismissing that, but I'm telling you tonight that there's freedom and forgiveness. And so refusing to forgive is refusing the freedom that God is offering you. You know, it's refusing... Uh, you refusing it's stealing your call it's stealing your peace it's stealing your joy and your healing 
And so there is freedom and forgiveness. And the only offenses that you have in your life are the ones that you decide to keep. And so forgiveness is something that you have to decide. And it may not always be easy in the moment, but once you decide, you have to keep deciding every single day. So when you wake up in the morning for school and those feelings start coming back, you have to just say, nope, I'm not allowing myself to go there. I forgive them. You know, every time something happens when you're with that person or they say something, you have to just be like, "Mm -mm, nope, not today. I am walking in forgiveness. And we're going to take a look at a verse in Galatians 5.16 in the New English Translation. And it says, but I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of your flesh. And so when you decide to forgive, you have to invite God into that forgiveness with you because our flesh isn't going to want to forgive. Our flesh is going to want to sit on the couch with our pint of ice cream and sit and sulk. And so, but our spirit is saying, I'm ready to forgive. And so you have to invite God into your forgiveness because it's flesh versus our spirit. And so understand that once you make that decision to forgive, how you respond is very important. And so once you forgive, once you decide that, that doesn't mean that we're going to go over here and gossip about it. We're going to go in here and dwell on our feelings. Once you forgive, you forgive. Okay? And so I'm going to go into my last point tonight, which is walk it out by walking in love. And so I have two verses that we're going to look at real quick. And the first one is in Ephesians 5, 1 through 2 in the Amplified. And it says, Therefore, become imitators of God. Copy him and follow his example. We talked about his example earlier. As well-beloved children imitate their father and walk continually in love, that is value one another, practice empathy and compassion, unselfishly seeking the best for others, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and sacrifice to God, slain for you so that it became a sweet fragrance. And then I'm going to look at 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3 in the Amplified as well. And it says, If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have no love for others growing out of God's love for me, then I have become only a a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, just an annoying distraction. I hope that in our lives we are not known as uh, noisy gongs or clanging (laughs) cymbals. Um, But continuing, and if I have the gift of prophecy and speak a new message from God to the people and understand all mysteries and possess all knowledge, and if I have all sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains but do not have love reaching out to others, I am nothing. If I have all my possessions to feed the poor and if if I surrender my body to be burned but do not love, it does me no good at all. And so we see that learning to walk in love will be one of the biggest assets in your life. You know, we see in the verse that literally says that without knowing how to love, it's pointless. You know, we are nothing without love. And so we talked a lot about forgiveness tonight, but I want to say it doesn't just end at forgiveness. You know, we have to walk out forgiveness by walking in love. And so realize that walking in love is living like Christ did. You know, his whole life, he walked in that. And towards the end, as he's nailed to a cross, spit on, and cursed at, he still chooses to walk in love because we see in Jesus' example that forgiveness is an act of love. And so it's important 
um, because I can't love people and I can't forgive people like Jesus did if I don't know how much God loves me and forgives me every single day. And so we have to remember these three things when we're uh, working on our love walk. Because God loves me, I love. Because God forgives me, I forgive. And because I am worthy of forgiveness, so are others. And so I want to encourage you that when you're on your love walk and and maybe you're struggling a little bit to fill in the blanks for yourself and to verbally say, God, because God, because you love whoever it is, I love them. God, because you forgive, fill in the blank, I forgive. And because I am worthy of forgiveness, you know, so are they. And so, listen, um, maybe you have forgiven someone, and that's great. We've talked about it all night, and it's, but it is possible to love somebody from a distance. Yeah. And so we talked about it earlier that forgiveness is for you. Yeah. And so forgiveness is to make your heart clean. Yeah. And so once you have forgiven that person, if distance is what that relationship needs, understand that's not a bad thing. I used to always think, you know, growing up that if I forgive them, I still have to, you know, uh, do everything that is the same. But if distance is what that relationship needs, it is not a sin. It is not bad. It's okay. But you have to follow God, what God is telling you. And so as I close tonight, I just want to encourage you all that um, forgiveness and walking in love should be a mechanism in your life. You know, and so uh, just real quick, we've talked tonight about acknowledging the hurt. So we can heal, remember that the forgiven forgive, decide to forgive, and walk out forgiveness in my life by walking in love. That's all I have for you guys tonight. I hope that helps and encourages you. Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at The Quarry, check us out on social media.